Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-splain the latest technology. This week, we're talking about what's destroying the climate. Because we're doomed. Yes, uh, it's sure to make you as sad as it made us reading and studying up on the impactful coverage from our coworkers at Earther, who recently just came back from COP26. Before I get into it, I need to remember to introduce myself. I'm Florence Ion. <laughs> my co-host is here, Caitlin McGarry, who also edits all of my work and will hopefully continue editing me now because I forgot to introduce her. Hi. You really you really set the stage for this one. Just like guns blazing, like don't It's Thanksgiving care. week. It's a frazzled it. week. And but I, I also don't wanna yes. like I don't wanna put that energy on who's listening. So I'm going to reel us back in. Listen, reel us back in. We're here to have fun, enlighten, entertain. We're chill. We're going to be chill. (laughs) I'm going to be chill. chill. Flow is on another level. (laughs) Um, Well, the good news is we've got a guest. We've got a guest today. Uh, We have Molly Taft, staff writer for Earther. She's going to be here on our show today to walk us through the UN climate talks and what's not happening as a result of those... Yes. Of those talks that happened in yeah. Glasgow. So mm. I'm making I'm making a face to Caitlin. <laughs> you don't seem uh convinced that the climate thing is gonna work out for us, but we'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is what we are also gonna walk you through today, you know, in the US we've got this holiday that we celebrate every year called Thanksgiving. It started as, you know, hooray, colonialism. It turned into, oh, mm-hmm. be grateful, ohm, who do you love in your life? For many of us, it's just forced emotional labor with our families. And I mm-hmm. feel like now that we're vaccinated and boosted, there's less, I feel like people have less of an excuse this year. <laughs> to That's stop. true. Um, I mean, Thanksgiving doesn't have to be quite that uh, dramatic, but for a lot of us, it historically has been. So I just want to gonna... make people feel seen. That's all. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna help everyone navigate these tough conversations. But you know, Thanksgiving is also about good food, so we can at least all rally around that, right? Exactly. Yeah. We'll get into okay. that because I want to have a little turkey talk. Sorry to our okay. vegans and vegetarians out there, but I want to have a little turkey uh-huh. talk before we get into it. So okay. that's right, coming let's up. Do it. Uh, before we get to that, I also w- want to let everyone know it's the 25th anniversary of Tamagotchi as we're doing this recording mm. right now. Flo is celebrating. <laughs> Flo is very hyped about this anniversary. <laughs> I will be celebrating in our fangirl uh segment today so be prepared everyone it's coming the virtual pet talk is happening i've brought it full circle not quite ready but i have 30 minutes to prepare myself emotionally and spiritually correct we'll see how you feel after all this climate talk too (laughs) a good palate cleanser everyone has to look forward to (laughs) all right let's take a quick break and when we get back turkeys Now, those of you listening may be familiar with the op-ed about how to talk to your family at Thanksgiving about things. I figured it would be fun for us to, fun, quote unquote, for us to try and, (laughs) (laughs) and. Fun, yeah. Yeah, listen, we're here, like I said, like you said, safe space, we're here to kind of help folks 
with the conversations they might be having at the table, whether virtual or physical this year. Uh, but before we get to it, we should set the stage because it's a U.S. holiday. We're, I'm sure, I don't know. Caitlin, what are you up to this holiday? Because I'm just, I just okay. ordered a Whole Foods turkey and we're just going to go pick it up and and butcher it oh. <laughs> after I clean I mean, the house. Great. So, yeah. You know, I'm I'm usually about like a full Thanksgiving spread. I love to cook. Um, but this year I'm going to my sister's in Missouri. You are, my goodness. I am, yes, to see all my nieces and nephews. And it's actually my niece's birthday on Thanksgiving Day. A little Sagittarius. She has requested Yeah. <laughs> she's requested that we go see some like uh Zoolite situations. Oh. So I think we're just like skipping Thanksgiving dinner altogether, which is very weird. But makes things easier because then I don't have to have any awkward family discussions about anything. It's just all about the kids and we're we're rolling with it. Yeah. I feel like that's the theme for some people this year. It's all about the kids. And that's often what I try yes. and remind myself before I turn the knob to angry flow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> before you dial it up to rage, just remember it's about the children. <laughs> about the children. Yes. But, you know, I mean, the hard conversations that people are having this year are obviously like span a lot of different things from vaccines to racism, oh, but we're yes. here today. We're not here to help you navigate those because that's no. way more. Sorry. Way <laughs> it's not happening here. <laughs> that's way more than we can possibly take on right now. But we are here to help you navigate the tech conversations, which inevitably your family will be asking you about some interesting topics this year, I think. Flo, mm. what what do you think people are going to be asking about this year? We've been talking a lot about Facebook in my family circles recently. We keep forgetting it's called Meta. <laughs> so that's... Are we forgetting or are we just ignoring that it's called Meta? Because A I little think... bit of column A and column B, you <laughs> yes. know, it's... As mm -hmm. With every name change, you got to kind of get used to it after a little while. Uh, cognitive, uh, you know, brain training there is what we're mm -hmm. working towards. Sure. So you think people are going to be asking their family members about Facebook? I was, you know, when I was writing up the notes for today, I was thinking because of this meta news and the metaverse subsequently, mm -hmm. that this is something that is likely to come up. Also, anybody who might be listening to us may have been following the Facebook papers, the latest leaks that have come out. You know, Zuckerberg's been in the hot seat with Congress at Al for the last couple of months. What I'm going to do is if they bring up Facebook to me and all the ills and et cetera, et cetera, I'm going to point them to the uh, 2018 Frontline documentary on Facebook, which is oh, what originally, it originally opened my eyes to everything that was going on. I thought it did a really good job of distilling what it is that we've been talking about for the last couple of years, because not much has changed per se since this documentary no. came out. The same things that mm -hmm. Facebook did slash the way it contributed to the ales, so-called ales of the world are all well-documented in this documentary. There's also an audio-only version if anybody just wants to like listen Great. and get themselves heated up for the inevitable conversation that might happen. <laughs> I do do that sometimes. Yes, yes. I actually try to go the opposite way and just I try to be very zen unless someone raises something 
that I have an issue with at dinner, which has happened and I've, I can't, I can't do it again. Um, but I do think that people are going to be, you, you mentioned this earlier and I thought it was really interesting. People will be trying to figure out how to discuss cryptocurrency. And I feel like that's going to come up at my family gathering um, because, you know, people are like, oh, like you're in the tech industry, like you cover technology, like crypto and the and the metaverse and all of that. Like, how does that all relate? And like, I don't know. I feel like people might be wanting investing advice. Uh, and yes. that's a little concerning to me. <laughs> that's I'm scary. Like, just because we write about technology does not mean we can tell you whether Bitcoin is worth speculating on, which like I have no, if you have the cash to spare and you want to gamble, essentially, I think crypto right now is kind of like going to the casino. Like you might win a lot. You might be able to retire early or you might lose everything. So, and there's no free drinks. There's no free drinks. Right. Can we talk? Okay. <laughs> Side note, only at the Vegas casinos do you get free drinks while you gamble. Everywhere else charges you. And I would like to file a complaint about that. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> yes. I will I will report back and let you know if it's the same at the state line uh, in Nevada when I go in a few weeks. Because oh. I, I, I'm hoping to go sneak to a casino after uh, Mona falls asleep. With double masks, of course. Okay. But I'm <laughs> very free. Sure. I, I want to be back in the scene. I haven't been in a while. So... So you for, want to go to the know. casino in state line to get back into the scene. I feel like we need to talk about this. After. We're still we're still in a pandemic, Caitlin. I'm taking what I can get. All right. I'm not quite ready for the Vegas fields. I don't. So. I don't. I don't. OK, well, you know what? Side Chan. I'm Side Chan combo. I know. <laughs> so are you are you thinking are you thinking that you're going to have to have some weird crypto oh, yeah. metaverse web three conversation? Okay. 100% because A, my husband and I are both in this world. I cover tech. He works in it. B, we may or may not have Dogecoin sitting in the rafters for oh, our child's no. college education. So Dogecoin, of all of of all the options, Dude, that's... it was, okay. like, at one point, it wow. was just barking along, like, with no problems. I just... <laughs> wow. But, right, it's, it's like, going to the casino. Now it's, like, who it's knows? E This is E-Trade for us. Like, what uh, boomers and Gen Xers mm. had for E-Trade back in the 90s and early 2000s, this is what millennials and Gen Zers have. We have cryptocurrency and right. NFTs. That's what I think. <sighs> Yeah, the NFT thing is definitely going to come up at a family dinner. And I look, I get, I get it. I support artists who are trying to make a living and are doing so with what seems to me to be a very clear money laundering scam. But like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not the authority, so I can't say. <laughs> but it's just, it's all like, everything is just like converging in this weird dystopian future that we're racing toward. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation at dinner. <laughs> I have a feeling it will be a common conversation at dinner because already so many people come up to my husband and ask him, so how do you start investing? And it's like, it's, it's a stock market. Just maybe don't put your 401k into it. That would be a good thing not to do if you want to offer some advice to the people. Yeah, don't. Put your retirement account, like don't go full crypto for <laughs> for your 401k. No, definitely not. 
Yes. Uh, and if you're buying an NFT, like make sure you actually like the thing that you're buying and you're not just like trying to get rich quick. I don't know. Maybe we're preaching to the choir here, but it's weird. It is weird. It is weird. I do think one other conversation that's going to come up, at least for anybody who might be considered like the quote unquote gadget head in the family is what phone should I get? And to that, mm. I'd like for you to please offload that labor onto me and Caitlin because we did a Gadgets episode yes. two episodes ago. <laughs> so, yes, we have all answer. of the recommendations. I know that my iPhone camera will be used for documenting the entire holiday, the birthday, everything. The and lights. I'm just, yeah, just have to upload everything to the shared album. And that's my labor this weekend. That's it. I'm the photographer. Well, it's easier than cooking a turkey and white, right? It takes like four hours. I don't know. Well, it's it's best that you pick it up from. The That's story why up. we always order it. <laughs> That's why we always order the Whole Foods turkey. <laughs> oh man, the turkey. No mess, no and fuss. turkey's not even. Can we discuss the fact that turkey is like not a good thing? No. Like turkey is not okay. No, I just it's not. I often feel like I'm alone because people are like, "Oh, which do you prefer, the light meat or the dark meat?" And I'm like. None. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with just the sides as a main course. Like, I would love just Brussels sprouts in the middle as, like, the donut hole, and then, you know, mashed potatoes, <laughs> stuffing, all the carbs on the outside. <laughs> right. Just eat your way through it like a little tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. This okay. is why people love like it. Thanksgiving in America. It has nothing to do with family time. It's all about this, like, staple of food that we give ourselves – for some yeah. reason, three days to just indulge in consistently of leftovers and the things that come mm. of leftovers. So love it. <laughs> um, what I don't love is climate change. Mm. It's a problem. This is the last yeah. thing that we're gonna so we're gonna have Molly Taft on in a in a second to talk a little bit more just about the climate and what you should know, but I Already, I am the downer every time I see my family or friends. I'm like, so somebody will make a comment about the weather and I'll inevitably bring it to, yeah, you know, it wasn't like this when we were kids. You do. Yeah. You usually turn the conversation right to the wildfires, which is like great at parties. Yeah. In, in my defense, <laughs> this is a I'm laughing like, through it. That air quality. <laughs> it's a trauma. I'm laughing through it, but it is a trauma that I have like yes. had to have the last couple of years. The fact that I've had to invest in a whole new HVAC that can take out particulates that are ugh. it's awful, right? But this this is why this is gonna come up, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, snow. Lord knows what's gonna happen in the East Coast this weekend. I don't know. I hear weather happens oh. over there, so that's why we live in California. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you give and you get, you know, <laughs> depending on where you live in the U.S. So, so true. Um, it is easier to have these conversations like during an election season, I feel, because you can at least is have it? more actionable. Well, <sighs> good Lord. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's not. You're right. It's like very difficult during an election season. What I mean to say is there's more of a jumping point when things are happening versus when we're all kind of like, oh, we picked a president. We're not really talking about laws and, sure, you know, as often. So mm -hmm. maybe it's not coming up. But this is a good time to sow the seeds and to just kind of start to, yeah, let. Yeah. I mean, basically just 
befriend all the children at your gathering and like get through to them. That's the only way to fix any of this. I love Caitlin. You know, I have Just very similar. You have very similar. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a, a word for it, but very similar plans for getting through to the youth first. They are the future. Yes, they are the future. Literally, figuratively, <laughs> etc. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll finally talk a little bit more about the climate and probably the, some of the sad stuff that'll come up at Thanksgiving. So here we go. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We've got Molly Taft from Earther here today, and I'm super excited because, Molly, I've been reading your and Brian's coverage of COP26. You guys were in Glasgow, Scotland for, what, like two weeks Something like that? Yeah, it was like a week and a half. My it was goodness. a long time. A, long a week and a half. And it gets darker there earlier than it does down here, like, because we're a little lower <laughs> in the hemisphere. So you guys are basically covering climate talks I don't want to call them dark, but you're covering very important conversations in a very dark. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seemed dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine. We're we're very comfortable with that phrase in the climate journalism yes. community. Dark is totally accurate. Uh, yeah, and I'm learning a lot from you guys too because this is like uh, you did some great coverage. So I, but before we get into it, I guess let's just give a quick little TLDR. What was COP26? Why were you guys over there for almost two weeks? Yeah, this is one of those things. I call it like the most boring and important meeting you've never heard of. Um, <laughs> so it's really, it, it is really one of the more confusing and important things that people are just always surprised to learn more about. So basically, um, COP stands for Conference of Parties, which in UN speak. Wow. It's thrilling. Is <laughs> I know. Really <laughs> sexy stuff. It's the name of the annual meeting they have to talk about climate change. Um, this was established back in the early 90s when basically all these countries got together and they were like, hey, we should probably do something about this and we should figure out a way to do it. Um, so the number after signifies that there's been now 26 of these meetings where countries wow. get together every year and they're like, what are we doing about climate change? Um, <laughs> Nothing. And cool. See you next year. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's been, it's been pretty slow going. Um, so the big, the big success that most folks have heard of is in 2015, the Paris Agreement was reached, mm -hmm. and that was at the COP meeting that year in Paris. And, um, you know, that was a huge culmination when you look back at the history of these things, where it's like, actually, countries sort of agreed to do something about lowering emissions. They they agreed on, you know, a mechanism. Um, but then there's these huge challenges that still kind of... Uh, are, are to come. Um, like one analogy that we came up with is like, it's kind of like you're getting a huge group of friends together to go out to dinner somewhere, 
and you can't vote on where to go. And like everyone has specific like dietary restrictions, like financial needs. And some people like want to go to this restaurant that like made other people sick last time. And you're just like the clock is ticking and you're like going to run out of reservations. But like you have to get everyone to get to a consensus. So that's kind of what we're facing. And it's this huge sort of to do once a year. And and it's it's very difficult to explain how important it is because it's so dry, <laughs> but it's pretty important. <laughs> right. Like all the big decisions that have ever happened in the world have been at like a meeting that no one knew or cared mm-hmm. about. And this is just how the world works. It's very weird and very dumb. And there's an argument really, too, that like, you know, this process is kind of pointless because it moves so slowly and because a lot of this stuff is non-binding, but at the same time, it's kind of like the only thing we have to address climate change on an international scale. So we're working with what we got. Wow. Oh boy. That is one way yeah. to put it, working with what we've got. And would you feel like that is the main takeaway from <laughs> the talks this year? Yeah. What did we, what did we learn? Like, are we, safe? did we learn anything? Like, are, we, are we good? <laughs> no, we're not. Um, um, cool. cool. Great. I'm so sorry. I'm like the worst person to invite to a party. Cause I'm just like, like no, we're listen. over here talking about air quality at every party. Right. She goes to, exactly. So we were worry. just talking about how I'm the bummer because I always talk to people about the trauma of living in wildfires every year for the last six years. So listen, you're, you fit right in with earther. We are happy to, yeah, that is one of our, favorite topics um yeah so like the the again the weird thing about these talks is like i keep overusing analogies but like another analogy we came up with is like it's kind of like if you had a turtle that was like walking across your lawn and there were a bunch of people that that all they were doing all week was like watching this turtle if you like went up to the people watching the turtle and you're like how's the turtle doing today they might be like wow the turtle is moving so quickly it's like really getting to where it's going but like in the grand scheme of things, it is still moving like so slowly. So that's kind of like, you know, what happened at these talks, like you sort of have to qualify everything with caveats. So one of the big things that happened is for the first time in 26 years, we had a mention of phasing out fossil fuels and how every country needs to it, kind of phase out fossil fuels. For the first time in 26 years. That's first time so in 26 wild. years. I know. Uh-huh incredible we've been doing this for that long and it took this long you know so so that in itself is historic but then a lot of the big polluters including the u.s were like not so fast let's add some qualifying language because we're not totally comfortable with with having that happen um you know and i think people who watch these talks will like because this is the only chance we have of reaching sort of international agreements they they really want to project a positive message. And in some way, it is kind of remarkable that we have so many countries getting together to agree on some really basic stuff. And like, we are really getting into the nitty gritty, but it's often at the expense of like, there are countries that are already really suffering from climate who have been pushing for solutions for years, and they're getting increasingly fed up with big polluters and fossil fuel sympathizers. And it's, it's, like increasingly difficult to watch every year because we we really are starting to run out of time for this process to evolve in the way it is. So it's it's kind of a bit of a bit of an existential crisis I think right now is is where the cop the cop process is at. Um, yeah, sorry to be a bummer. <laughs> um, not what I had hoped to hear, Molly, when you returned. <laughs> okay, I think the one thing that like I think one of the best things that for me I 
was like keeping me afloat was like there was a lot of what's called civil society, which is like NGOs and groups of young people right. who came and they come to agitate for the talks. And um, it's very clear that like these groups of activists are are mobilizing and people are really starting to wake up and it it has an impact on the talks. Like I know that that sounds hollow, but like they do and they they understand that people are getting increasingly agitated with household processes and you know one of the the young people who spoke at one of the last days said something like you know we're going to survive this but it's not going to be because of them it's going to be because of us and that was like something that i definitely needed to hear so like it's not all doom and gloom but like the current ways that people are doing things isn't the most efficient basically yeah sort of thinking about that i'm curious do you think that this is just something that came to mind, but do you think that that the civil society will have more impact in this generation than in previous? Because when I think about protesters at climate talks, I feel like there's still an old, I'm going to say old world notion of like Greenpeace people and et cetera, et cetera, like, you know, crunchy people. But we're, I mean, I know there was issues with Greta for some folks, but- is she is she still kind of a symbol of what's of what's happening down there in the so-called trenches? Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah, I think what she symbolizes is for the first time there's a realization that the people who are making the decisions are not going to be alive for some of the things that are going to start happening. Yep. But the people who are younger, you know, um, especially the people right now who are, you know, starting in their early 20s and on down are, and they're going to have to deal with it. And I think that that generational divide isn't something that has really been grasped before. And it's very powerful and it's strong. And I think like the younger generation has a pretty good grasp of that in a way that, you know, when I started reporting on climate change, that was kind of the vibe of like protesters at a UN climate talk, right? Like the sort of crunchy granola people, you know? And I remember like reading about the original Keystone Pipeline protests and being like, oh, those greenies. But like, honestly, it worked. And like, Hmm. you can really do stuff by kicking up a fuss about it. It sounds cheesy. I don't want to sound cheesy, but like, (laughs) it's kind of the only thing that like is affecting change at different levels right now is just people getting really pissed off about this and and making it known loudly and repeatedly basically this feels yeah. like a great uh, time to segue because you've written before about the responsibility of the individual versus the corporations that are just kind of uh yeah they're they're rapidly <laughs> increasing uh the rate of climate change at this point but you know, Caitlin and I were just talking about sitting at the table for the holidays here in the U.S. for Thanksgiving. Climate change is inevitably going to be brought up because we are experiencing it, as we just talked about. Um, how guilty do we need to feel at the table this year? And furthermore, because you are here, you know, surrounded by the consumer tech team, how should we feel about all these new gadgets? We keep bringing love a gadget. Love a gadget. Um, <laughs> how bad? How crappy should you feel? Yeah, tell uh, me. It's a great question. It's a, I people ask me that all the time. Just I know. absolve uh, us, Molly. That's all we ask. Just absolve us. Just tell me. Just tell me how much of a piece of shit am I for participating <laughs> in these inevitable systems? Um, I think that's like one of the hardest 
things. And it's something I still struggle We're with. We're nodding, the by the way. Because, so everybody visualizes. Yeah, yes. Everyone is nodding yeah. visually. It's, um, so like, I think what I always try to tell people is like, look, there are things you can do. Um, there are things you should probably be aware of. There are some things that actually have an impact on your personal carbon footprint. Um, the big three are like not having children, which again is like, that's a, that's an ethical choice. Like I'm not going to touch it, but like, if you really want to know, that's like the number one thing you can do. Oof. Um, I know. <laughs> I told you. Flow, flow <laughs> has sunk into the floor. <laughs> yeah. Flo's, Flo's gone. Bye. <laughs> Um, you know, if you're not willing to go there, then it's uh, flying internationally like less often and then eating less meat, not even cutting out all meat, but just like trying to eat less. Sorry, guys. No turkey. Has- Get the tofurkey. Right. Yes. <laughs> Turkey's actually like kind of OK, frankly. Oh, like, you know, yeah, not as bad as beef. We've Basically, been absolved. <laughs> you can eat turkey. That's all I was looking <laughs> for. We did not eat turkey this time. So, like, um, asking for a pair of earbuds or, like, a new phone for the holidays is not, like, contributing to the heat death of the planet, hmm, essentially. Hmm. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. She's about to say it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say the, the systems in which we've been accustomed to living are ultimately really bad for the planet that we live on. But at the same time, you know who popularized the idea of a carbon footprint in the first place was British Petroleum, BP, Mm. like the oil company. Um, Hmm. One of the reasons our recycling system is so messed up is because in the 70s and 80s, polluters uh, basically lobbied the federal government to say, you don't really need to regulate us, but you should tell everyone that they can recycle individually, which it turns out is the worst way to recycle stuff. Um, One of the reasons that there's so much plastic nowadays that like everything comes in plastic, plastic, plastic is because oil companies see the writing on the wall Mm -hmm. and they need a new outlet for their product and it's plastic manufacturers. And I think we're set to like, yeah, we're like doubling the amount of plastic we put in the ocean by 2040, like from current levels, which is like billions of pounds every year. Um, So you asking for a new pair of earbuds is like almost not even part of that conversation. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it really like I think that the guilt complex that people feel when they think about how our lives are set up actually like prevents them from taking action to hold polluters accountable Um, because it cripples you and you don't want to think about it because you think you're at fault. But the point is you're not really at fault. It's the system that's been set up around you and you living like a, you know, hermit is going to maybe do a little bit of good, but like what would do better is like if you actually get involved in, in pressing for changes at a larger structural scale. So Listen, I feel great. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're going to feel weird. I mean, unfortunately, kind of once you see some of this stuff, you can't unsee it. You're going to feel freaking weird about all the plastic you get on stuff you order. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to feel weird once you understand that the clothes you order that you mail back are just thrown away, you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's probably good to know those things because it will help you uh, press for changes because a lot needs to change. Mm-hmm. And navigate away from that yeah. browser page. Yeah. 
nope, no shopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm again, I'm freaking joy to have a party. <laughs> Molly, before you go, no, I just quickly want to thank you for being here, but also I want to talk about that vegan haggis because I would never eat actual haggis. No. So there's a an article no, that Molly and Brian posted. Disgusting. Yes, and I will link it in the show notes so piece. you can go read it. But the vegan haggis sounded so delicious. So, so good. The Scottish, like this, I I can say this because I'm half Scottish, half okay. Irish. Like okay. not not great food cultures. I will just go on the record as saying the food mm, is not, not yeah the best. Not the best. Not, not our finest contribution to humanity. <laughs> um, so normal haggis is like I can't even describe. Like I've never personally tasted it, but it the way it's made is like gross. It's very weird. I had some when I was there. I like I like a I like a pate. I like mm-hmm. weird foods. Um, but it's basically like a sort of sheep gut porridge. So there's oatmeal already involved. So like vegan haggis <laughs> oh, rules. Like Caitlin. it's really good. <laughs> oh my god, that was just that. Even that description just sent me over the edge. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yes, the vegan the vegan version did sound much better and photographed, I think, better than I agree. the non-vegan version. <laughs> Would highly recommend if you're ever in the Scottish Isles, maybe skip the uh, you know, the actual haggis and just go for the vegan one. It like honestly was we were very surprised at how good it was. It was great. Yes, you'll, everyone will have to read your full review on yes. on Gizmodo. <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for your time today and for being here to talk about your COP26 trip. We're happy you're back. And um, if you want to read more of what Molly's reporting, it's at gizmodo.com. Thank you, guys. This was fun. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, Caitlin, did you notice the uh, joke that I put in the <laughs> podcast script today? I did. You, you want, want me to sing, sing it? it? <laughs> I want you to sing it. Tama, 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 I'm just like in awe. I, I can't believe. <laughs> I don't know why. That song came into my head. I'm, of course, singing about Tamagotchi. Of course. Of course. It's the what 25th. Else would it be? anniversary of the virtual Mm -hmm. pet that debuted in the mid-90s. And uh, I've been writing a lot about it at Gizmodo. Thank you to my editor for (laughs) allowing me to pitch such stories. I will just say that when someone is passionate about something and it comes through in their writing, as you are about virtual pets, uh, (laughs) it's so wholesome that I can't help but just flow, just write about, just blog your heart out. I love it. It's also, I have to say, it's been nice writing about it because it kind of, I found more people through the Tomogachi community and 
made some new friends. So, you know. Oh my God, she community. Okay. So the thing, uh, by the time people are listening to this, your review of the newest Tamagotchi mm-hmm. will be on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who were not aware that Tamagotchi is still a thing that people yes. use, yes. Uh, please, please take us down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to link you in the show notes to the big article I wrote back over the summer about how I essentially became a god by hacking my Tamagotchi on. So you can read all about that on Gizmodo. And yes. I got I got into it because I was, ah, this pandemic just I couldn't see anybody. I couldn't do anything. And I needed a DIY that was not keyboards because I couldn't keep buying keyboards just to keep building them. That is not you financially really sustainable. Need, like one <laughs> keyboard is usually fine for most people. <laughs> yeah, well, I got like a lot of them in my closet right now. But I know. <laughs> uh, my love for Tamagotchi actually started when I was a kid in yes back in 1997 I think I was in Florida oh okay yes. here we go <laughs> I went to we went to Disney World but before we went to Disney World we rented a Mustang <laughs> and drove it wow from, I was like that really into Mustangs fun. and we rented a Mustang a and tr- drove it Wait, so you were into Mustangs, so your parents rented a Mustang to drive you through Florida? What a gift. Oh, my God. It was very, <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was very nice. That's um, very nice. But we had to stop at a at a drugstore to buy, remember back in the day, you had to buy film for the camera before you could go to, I don't, to, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, had, you had to buy 35 millimeter film to put into the camera before you could take pictures of a family vacation, of course. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and so when we stopped off at this like drugs drugstore gas station kind of situation, there were like these knockoff Tamagotchi on the back wall, and I convinced my parents to get me one. And that's kind of see. I had a I had a Nano Pet. Oh, is that what they're called? Okay. Yeah. Yes, you did. Those were cute. Yeah, that's like what everyone at my school had. So mm-hmm. I just was like, Mom, whatever everyone else is playing with, that's the one I want. <laughs> I'm sure she was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but, you know, whatever keeps the kid entertained. Yeah, it's it essentially, works. it's a virtual pet. I mean, you take care of it, you play games with it. Um, the Tamagotchi Smart is supposed to be a smartwatch. It comes with a smartwatch mm. adapter, I should say. A wrist. This thing is massive. It's not yeah, it's that like, so big can... compared to the last two that I reviewed, I will say. But it's, it's not like smartwatch size. It's like you can snap it into this wristband and it's like... <laughs> it's yeah. huge. You, you look ridiculous. <laughs> I wish everyone could see this. <laughs> You'll be able to see it in like the review. It up half of your arm. <laughs> it's it's wild. Okay, so you would not actually use the smartwatch as a smartwatch. You wouldn't no. snap it into its yeah, little it's, wristband. No. It's not really a smartwatch. It just has a pedometer on it and like touch controls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's there's nothing on you the know, Galaxy whatever works. Watch for going on here. Yeah. But I will tell you, this is not available to buy in the US. I imported it from Japan. Uh the today is actually the official release of this product. But for some reason, you could pre-order it through some of the, like through Amazon Japan and some of the other little stores. So that's how I got a hold of one. I paid twice what it actually costs at retail in yen. I paid one hundred twenty dollars well, to ship just, this thing. Are I wrote it in the review? Oh, you haven't? Okay, I'm upset. She hasn't edited I'm the review ups- yet. I yet. I wrote I it. <laughs> I, I broke it down in the review. Why? <laughs> 
$120? Yeah. We need to have a financial talk. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned about <laughs> This is worse than crypto. <laughs> no, it's not because I can actually sell these 10, no. 15 years from now. Can you? Yes, I can. Do you know how much some of these Japanese variants go for on eBay? They're so hard to find, especially the ones with like the little things that insert into them. <laughs> and this uses like little oh, smart God. cards. They're called Tama Sma cards. Tam- yeah, I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce it, but you have a little... So what do the cards do? The cards just offload like games and characters and items. Okay. So whenever you... Whenever you post on social media about your Tamagotchi evening activities, it's like, oh, they're two of these characters are falling in love or like, oh, they're going to sleep or it's I'm always perplexed because it's a whole world is happening in there. It's my little I'm like, what? It's my little egg baby. But so your egg baby seems like it's a full blown adult like dating in, oh, yeah, because the, the whole world. point is to breed them. Okay. Ever since the original came out in the 90s, the whole point was okay. to to keep the lineage going, make new generations, right. get different combinations of characters. It's it's kind of, um, I would say it's a, uh, it's an overt breeding. <laughs> it seems, it seems like it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will say the bummer about this is I can't hack it, so I have to actually take care of it, uh, which has been really annoying. <laughs> right, because you have a real child. To, I have a real life, for, and it, it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Is is Mona interested in the virtual pets yet, or is that... Yeah. Oh, oh okay. of course. Yeah. Sometimes I'll give her the okay. Tamagotchi Smart to just press buttons, because she'll at least, like... She'll interact with it. She'll like maybe accidentally feed it or whatever. And that takes the labor off of me. And (laughs) (laughs) it's, you know how she's in charge of caring for them. You know how you have a child to take care of your younger children. So, or excuse me, you have a child so that the older children can take care of them. Like it's that sort of situation. So offloading the labor. Got it. Wow. I can't wait for her to listen to this when she's older. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mom. Thanks, Mom. Well, on that note, I need to have a chat with your accountant after this because I'm. <laughs> I, I need thoughts. an accountant <laughs> for sure. All right, maybe I'm volunteering because <laughs> I'm concerned. You don't want to ask me how much I just. One hundred and twenty dollars. I just imported some oh, new no. smart cards too yesterday and paid for oh, shipping on God. those. So. Okay. Well. You know, it's it's the holidays. Treat the yourself, hol- I'm and treating- then in January, let's. Let's get it together. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to get it together. Uh, I've got a Tamagotchi okay. Smart Review posting on Gizmodo very soon this week. And then I will also be reviewing the Star Wars Tamagotchi that just came out with R2-D2, which actually Ooh. is not a full Tamagotchi. It's Tamagotchi mechanics, but it's all Star Wars characters. So I'll get I'll get that up before before Christmas, and then you all can check that out. So things to look forward to from Gizmodo.com. Love it. You know, listeners, I wish I loved anything as much as Flo loves variants of Tamagotchi. (laughs) Listen, I'm telling you, these things go for a lot of money. Just go on eBay anytime. You'll see. Okay. You'll see. All right. Maybe I'll get into this this, uh, weird economy. (laughs) I like cryptocurrency. It's best to mitigate how much loss you might have in the end. (laughs) 
That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, before boy. we go, it's the end of our show, but we'd like to thank our producer, Michaela Heck, for making us sound good, as well as our sound engineer, Ryan Allen, who makes us sound even better, as well as our cover designer, Vicky Lita, who makes our album art look so good on everybody's pod catchers. We also want to remind you that you can email us at gadgets at gizmodo.com if you've got questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to say hi. You can also tweet us at gizmodo or find us on our respective social media profiles. I'm on Twitter at ohthatflow. Caitlin is at Kayton underscore McGarry. Don't forget the underscore. Don't forget. Please like us and please like us. Please like us. (laughs) (laughs) And subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts as well as leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us get discovered and you could really use your help if you love our show. Until next week, we hope everybody has a super safe holiday and... We'll see you soon. Bye. Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo. Let me start that over one more time because there's a weird cadence there I didn't like. (laughs) I was like, you were emphasizing the weirdest parts of each word.